A very active NBA trade deadline yesterday. Deals going down all around the league. The biggest right here in Phoenix. Kevin Durant of Phoenix Sun. Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson going to the Brooklyn Nets here to talk about all things NBA trade deadline. From uh, SI, senior writer Howard Beck joins us here on the Arizona Sports Line. Howard, thanks uh, for joining us this morning. We appreciate it. How are you? Doing okay, fellas. Good morning. How are you? Good. Uh, we both uh, went to bed Wednesday night before the news broke, and woke we up do to morning it. radio. Yeah, woke up to it Thursday morning. I mean, uh, the reaction. We we had four hours of Kevin Durant talk yesterday, uh, and it's been interesting in the time that's passed since Howard to see all the different reactions to it. What's your reaction on what this means for the Suns and the Western Conference? You know, I think there was kind of a rush in the wake of the trade to anoint them as favorites in the West. And I'm fine with that. Like, anybody wants to make the argument that they should be favorites. Um, I can't disagree with the, the you know, the, the on-paper version of that. I'm pumping the brakes on it just a little bit myself only because of a few things. One, it's really, really rare in this league to make a trade of this nature in the middle of a season and then make the finals or win the championship, right? Like, there's... You guys, you know, are, are old enough as I am to, you know, to remember, you know, the, the Rockets pulling off a big deal this yes. season once upon a time. But this doesn't happen very often. Even the Rasheed Wallace to Detroit one when they won the championship that year. Rasheed's not Kevin Durant. Like Rasheed's awesome, um, and he was a he was a linchpin for the, that Pistons team back in two thousand four. But it, it it's just really really rare. Why is it rare? One, it's it's rare for these these trades to happen midseason in the first place. But two, if they do happen. You don't have much time, and I think less time than ever. You know, I was counting the, the uh, looking at the schedule yesterday on this. If if Durant comes back right after the trade deadline, or excuse me, the um, All Star break, he'll have like maybe twenty two games. Yes, with the Suns yes. to, to get acclimated. And if he and if he doesn't come back right away, let's eh, say he takes an extra game or two, give himself a little bit more time to recover from that knee, like twenty games to get acclimated with a new team. Um, you know, you're not some role player shooter who just has to like, you know, go find your spot on the corner and wait for the ball. Like this is a guy who's now the centerpiece of your team. So chemistry takes time in this league. Also, as you guys know, you just gave up. The Suns gave up two really important two way wings. So they've lost a lot of defense. They've lost some depth. And on top of it all, look, you, you hate to talk about it in these terms, but Kevin Durant is an injury risk all the time now. And I know it was a little bit more of a freak accident this time, but. Every year that he was with the Nets, he missed a third of the season with one thing or another, and he's coming back now from a knee sprain. And who knows what he's going to be down the stretch. On top of that, my last caveat, obviously Chris Paul has worn down some and and has been injury-prone himself at this age and and stage of his career. All of which is to say, yes, the Suns have the best talent and the best three, uh, you know, trio now, I think, in Paul Booker and Durant. But... You know, they have they, there are question marks, but they all have question marks. Like the Denver yes. Nuggets are a middle of the pack defensive team, and usually middle of the pack defensive teams don't you know don't win the conference, but they're great offensively. And you know, the Mavericks got Kyrie Irving. Uh, you could spin that any number of directions. Um, <laughs> you know, the Warriors are still trying to recover, and they got Gary Payton the second back, which is a good move for them. Mm-hmm. The Clippers have finally started to recover and gotten uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George healthy. They made a bunch of moves. It's it's there's a lot of teams with you know a case to be made and 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 all of them have glaring flaws. So um, I, 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 the way I've said it is, yeah, the Suns are now a favorite, and they weren't you know before the Durant trade. They're now a favorite. I don't know if they're the favorite. 
Yeah, I, I think these are, are very, very all-wise caveats. And, and one last night that I was not prepared for was Chris Paul saying um, at, in Atlanta that, that, that he spoke with KD, and KD wasn't exactly over the moon with it. He said he ain't mad about it, but there's a lot going on with KD right now. I wasn't prepared to hear that from a guy that was uh, apparently reportedly obsessed about coming to Phoenix last summer. What do you think his mindset means to all of this, and if it is even a question? Listen, um, for for uh, Chris to kind of allude to, to that, uh, like, I, I, it means something, right? Like, you know, Chris is pretty careful. Uh, you know, he doesn't just throw things out there, you know, randomly. Um, and he knows more about Durant's mindset than any of us do right now because Durant hasn't talked to anybody in the media, not even, you know, uh, I don't think he's even leaked anything off the record to anybody. Um, and, you know, obviously I'm based here in Brooklyn. I was here uh, and at the game the night right after they traded Kyrie, and some of us had staked out Durant to see if we could catch him leaving the building, mm-hmm. and he didn't even do one of those like look at you kind of half smile and just keep going like what's up guys and just keep, he he it was, we were invisible like he just he just kept walking by didn't didn't re, didn't respond didn't acknowledge nothing just um, so where his head is at is anyone's guess um, and. Uh, yeah, listen, I, I would have thought he'd be happy about it. Um, he and Kyrie Irving came to Brooklyn together. The whole point of the exercise was for them to, to try to win titles together, contend for titles. Once Kyrie's gone, Kevin Durant, I, I, I don't know whether he really truly wanted to stay or not. I, don't, I, I have no, I have no uh, knowledge of him issuing a second trade demand, really. Um, I, I always thought if the Nets traded Kyrie Irving that Durant probably wouldn't be happy about it. But on the other hand, they traded Kyrie for players who could help them immediately with Durant. Yeah. So part of the puzzling you know, nature of this week for the Nets is that it looked initially like the Kyrie trade, while going player-heavy instead of draft capital-heavy, you thought was an intent, uh, attempt to keep competing. And then they turn around and, and they ship out Durant. But I also think it was probably the right move. They weren't going to win a title. They weren't going to make the finals. Um, I mean, I wrote back on November 4th of this season – that the Nets should blow it up. <laughs> and <laughs> right. here we, here, here, here here we, we are, are belatedly. Uh, I guess they right. took my advice. And now been blown up. Howard Beck from uh, Sports <laughs> Illustrated, our guest here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. You mentioned two of the teams in the mix in the in the Western Conference, one definitely right now more so than the other, and the L.A. teams. I'm not the world's biggest D'Angelo Russell fan, Howard, but overall I really like what the Lakers did at the deadline, and I'm kind of puzzled at what the Clippers did at their backcourt spots. Uh, am I dumb for feeling this way? Um, so with the Lakers, you know, again, this is one of those deals where it's like I can't exactly criticize them because I was one who, and I'm hardly alone in this, was saying – yeah, you're blowing this, and you're wasting LeBron's last year, and you should have dumped Westbrook a long ago. And what are you doing? What are you waiting for? Uh, th- listen, they they picked up four players yesterday, all of whom are going to play for them. Yes. Which and 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 it's not, and they only traded out, you know, they only really well, they traded two, I guess, because they they traded Thomas Bryant also. But um, point being, when you get D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley, and they're going to immediately go into your starting lineup, it's because you didn't have starters. <laughs> they, they, you, you, the Lakers had Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and on any, any given night, three guys who would have been like the eighth, ninth, tenth man on somebody else's sure. roster. They just didn't have NBA quality starting players. And they got – I'm not a big D'Angelo Russell guy either, 
but between Russell and Beasley and Vanderbilt, and then they also picked up Mobamba, they got a bunch of guys who can who can help them immediately and maybe salvage this season. And I, I think that was the right move. Obviously, there's an addition by subtraction, too, because Westbrook was not a happy camper there. I mean, there have been all kinds of reporting of, of clashes with coaches and just you know a sense in the locker room that things were getting really, really uh, tense. So I like what they did. The Clippers... The Clippers is a little bit more puzzling. I know they were very aggressive trying to get a new a new starting point guard, and they couldn't get one. I think they would have loved Fred Van Vliet. I think they, you know, maybe even Mike Conley. Um, they they could not get a starting point guard in trade, and so they reshuffled a bunch of stuff. Getting Plumlee as a backup center, everybody had been saying all year they needed a backup center. So like you know, getting a little more size was a good move. Um, it sounds like they're probably the landing spot for Westbrook after yeah. Westbrook presumably gets bought out. So is that their upgraded point guard? I mean, I, 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 again, I'm not a big Westbrook guy, especially at the stage of his career. Um, but, you know, he's going to have a lot to prove now after, you know, the failed Laker experiment. So maybe they get a, a good version of him. Yeah. Howard, always a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks Thank you, for coming Howard. on the show this morning. We appreciate it. Always a pleasure, guy. Thanks. Thank you. Howard Beck, Sports Illustrated senior NBA writer, joined us on the Arizona Sports Line.